You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie. I am your host for today's episode. And in the studio with me is Mr. Mark Bird with Revive Ohio. Hello again. Hello again, Angie. We've been talking about opposition, spiritual opposition. We're not talking about an actual person, but we're talking about spiritual opposition. We did a few weeks on recognizing it and knowing what it was. We did a thing last week about responding, especially as it comes to current events, because we've got a lot of current events that we are responding to, or we should be responding to in a very Christian way. And now, here's the tough one, Mark. (laughs) I think we could talk on this one for a long time. Now we're going to be talking about how do we respond to people? Right. And are we really in opposition to people? Aha, that's a good question. Well, the trick is, I think that it appears that way in a lot of cases, right? It looks like, wow, these people are coming against me. And so this is super exciting because today uh, we have in the studio with us uh, Pastor Gary Brown, a dear friend of mine and partner in the ministry. And Pastor Gary, I'm so thankful that you were able to join us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor. Amen. Yes. So I this could just is, listen to him all day. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And that's why I'm like really excited, wanting to get into it, because I think Pastor Gary's got so much wisdom to share with us. Because, Gary, for as long as you've been in the ministry, I guess in a lot of cases, if you've been in the ministry one day, you've probably <laughs> experienced opposition, because mm-hmm. it is a spiritual thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. But man, some days it don't seem like it, that does it, true. Gary? That it's like... True. Yeah, these people are yeah. coming against me, mm-hmm. right? But really, it's the spiritual battle that we're dealing with. But what happens, Pastor Gary, when God is setting us up into a place and the devil uses people mm-hmm. to come against us? And and here's the one thing: now we kind of expect sinners to do that in a way, uh, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if we're standing up for Christ, it's like, yeah. hey, yeah, yeah, okay, just keep in mind, you know, they mm-hmm. don't know the Lord. But Gary. Does Satan actually use Christians (laughs) to bring opposition to us? Uh, Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I'm reminded of what David says. David says, uh, if it would have been, and I'll paraphrase, if it had been somebody I didn't know, Mm. it wouldn't have been hard at all. Right. But he said, this was my own equal. This was in my household. This was one of my closest of closest. And so that stings. It hurts. We just expect differently, and and it just kind of surprises us, and it cuts us deep when it's people that we uh, went into, as David again says, went into the house of God together. Amen. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things. Yeah, and interestingly enough, it's usually people that we've have some sort of relationship with mm-hmm. them. and and it's the people that we are in relationship that hurts the most. Mm-hmm. And so I'm quickly yeah. reminded of Jesus and Judas. Absolutely, right? mm-hmm. here was the guy who carried Jesus' wallet mm-hmm. per se, right? Oh, yeah. And so he experienced this as well. Mm-hmm. But you know. It's hard to remember that, Pastor Gary, when these people we're in relationship with now mm-hmm. start coming against us. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we're told that uh, we don't war against uh, flesh and blood. Right. So our enemy, anything that's breathing, living, moving is not our enemy. Amen. Uh, and according to what Paul writes. But you can read that. You can counsel that when you're talking with other people. But when it comes to you, I, for some reason or another, I, I lose sight of that scripture. I lose sight of, <laughs> of, of the truth, you know. I'm going to say two things. First of all, it hurts more the closer Mm -hmm. they are to you. Oh, I agree. And it happens throughout the Bible consistently. I love that you brought up the Judas Mm -hmm. and Jesus because they were close for three years. Amen. Mm -hmm. And here 
that was a deep cut. Mm. So in light of the fact that it hurts more when they're closer to us, it's still a person against a person kind of relationship. So I know that the Bible talks about this. Can we jump into James chapter four for just a minute? Yeah, and we really have to start in verse one because this is talking about the very same thing here. James writes, where do wars and fights come from among Mm -hmm. you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. And you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures." He writes in verse 4, Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity towards God? Whoever wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. There is so much. I mean, I'm thinking several sermons Mm -hmm. just in this one scripture alone. But let's take it right from the top. The -hmm. whole reason why we have conflict with people. Mm -hmm. We want our own way. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And we throw fits when we don't get our own way. And and, uh, haven't we been in those uh, situations where uh, when I was pressing for my agenda, it escalated? It actually hurt and cut deeper probably. Amen. Uh, And when I'm making it more about me, it seems to have... Uh, affected me in a deeper mm. way. Oh, I do need to hear a personal testimony on that because I know you have something that relates to that. So use a little vulnerability and talk about how it affects mm. you personally yeah. when you try to put your own agenda forward. Because <laughs> even as pastors, we do this. Amen. Sure, sure we do. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, we as pastors do it, uh, you know, the Lord led me or something like that. Right, you know? exactly. Um, well, pastors are not the only ones that can pull that one out. But, uh, right, yeah. true. I, yeah. Of course, been in you know a, a lead pastor for forty years, and um, you you do have bumps, you do have uh, relationships that kind of go south on you and hit a rough spot, and so on and so forth, and and there's hurt in that. But uh, like James says, it's it's our selfish ambition. Hmm. Uh, I think things just escalate. I think selfish, you know, you got this conflict. And you got this difference or disagreement. And and so when you throw my selfish ambition on that, the fire gets a little bigger. When you throw their selfish ambition on top, man, you got a bonfire. That's true. I mean, you got, you got like a force that. fire. Call yep. 911 <laughs> That's because right. this thing has got out of control. <laughs> yeah. But if we subtract selfish ambition, we subtract our own personal agendas from it, man, we will manage this. It'll be tense at times, but we will walk through it. We will get through it. I, I'm just, it just has how it works is how James says. That's right. And the humility yeah. piece is what James is. is trying to bring out here. Like in order to get this yep. to work, right, there has to be this base or this mm-hmm. root of humility. Yep. That's the only way, right, it's going to work because mm-hmm. every one of us has that selfish agenda. You are preaching, my friend. That yes. is our flesh. <laughs> yes, right? it is. Because our flesh is always at war with our spirit. Yeah. But we're looking at the person... And we want to be mad at the person. Right. It is really hard in the moment to separate and look beyond Mm -hmm. the person. Oh, I agree. So how do we respond (laughs) in the moment Mm -hmm. to the person 
without saying, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, Pastor Gary, yeah. I'm thinking of this. Okay. Specifically, you mentioned you've been in ministry a long, long time. So my bet is that you've had to deal with this and mm -hmm. overcome it. Mm -hmm. Because obviously what we're talking about is we're talking about opposition and our response to opposition. And I'm sure you have personal experiences yeah. that where you've actually had to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Can you share anything like that, Gary? Yeah, all through ministry, I'd had experiences of, of you know, conflict and and having to respond to that. But a number of years ago, not not a huge amount, but several years ago, uh, I went through a season. Mm. I'm not talking about just a conflict with an individual or a couple, but I, I'm talking about a season of opposition. And uh, I'd really love to sit here and tell you that uh, I responded to that in just a Christ-like <laughs> manner. Man, you could just see Jesus all over it. Right. But I'm just going to tell you that uh, that would not be true. Mm. Uh, I had to have a lot of help from people, my spouse, Christian counselors, leaders and elders in the, in the church. And so for me, looking back on that, how I responded to it, it's really, really a good thing that I didn't respond to it in the flesh, mm. because if I had of, because there was a time, there was a time that I said, uh, I'd, I'd had all I could handle. <laughs> I yeah. really did. I, I felt like I was, uh, I, I was just fried. I was cooked. Oh, yeah. I was done. Stick a fork in me, send me home early retirement. And, um, I even called our head elder at the church at that time. And it, it was, it's in a different state. And I said to him, I'm, I'm done. We're going to get together, put together an exit that'll be the least cumbersome and hard on the church. And uh, I'm, I'm out of here because I, I can't do this. Right. I just cannot do this. I was that empty. I was that broken. Of course, you know, he encouraged me. We did get together the next day. We talked about some things. But I will tell this and I will tell the world is I will tell you, I will tell anybody mm. when you walk away because you have been burned as a follower of Jesus Christ, when you walk away, when you wash your hands of something because you have been hurt, because you've been opposed and hurt deeply, if you walk away from it, you will walk away a bitter person. Mm. I would have. I guarantee you I would have walked away a bitter, bitter preacher, uh, and I would have been done in ministry. God wouldn't let me walk away how I longed to, how I wanted to. I humbled myself. Amen, I really brother. did. I, I won't say I humbled myself. No, actually, my experience humbled me. Mm, that's uh, a good word. My experience humbled me. It crushed me. And so God allowed me to remain, uh, work through it, pray through it. I even met with the leadership of some of those that led uh, in that opposition. Uh, we had conversations that was civil. And so it came to be a very, a very positive thing. And uh, I did not become bitter. Wow. Uh, but I but I would have, and I could have very very easily. So I think the way you respond to opposition is, if you look at Nehemiah, and we may talk about that at some point. Yeah. If you look at him, and he's a classic of that, uh, is you pray, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, but but you have people around you who you let speak into you. You have the body. You know, let the body come along beside you. If it had not been for the body. What's interesting, this individual that was the head elder that I had a conversation with that, that really, I believe, was greatly responsible for saving me in, this minute, in the ministry was uh, I had his funeral mm. uh, a few years ago, about three years ago. Actually, I drove back from uh, being here in Bell Fountain, and, and I called him my gap stander, my valley walker, oh, my burden barrier. I, I mean, he was, he was all that. He was all that to me.
That's awesome. Pastor Gary, you had mentioned the example of Nehemiah, and I love that. And I would love to dive into that a little bit, because Mm -hmm. if anybody knew and understood opposition, it was Nehemiah. And not only did he understand it and experience it, but he overcame it, Mm -hmm. because ultimately that's what we want to get to in this life. Because again, Jesus said, in this life, you shall have tribulation. Mm -hmm. Like That's his promise, and we will have that. But what happens? is the ability to overcome these situations and this resistance. Mm -hmm. And Nehemiah sure did that, didn't Mm -hmm. he, Gary? He was carrying out God's vision. Right. So just point number one, when you embrace God's vision, uh, not your own selfish dream, (laughs) but when you embrace God's vision for the kingdom, expect opposition. Right. Expect it. Don't uh, Don't let it be surprising to you. I think Peter in First Peter chapter four, he's wanting these Christians to say to, to get on alert. Right. Hey, this is coming. Just so just embrace this. Yep. Expect this. And it does seem to have uh maybe a lesson the blow a little bit. Hey, I I know opposition is gonna come when I carry out God's vision. So he 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 does that and uh, you know, starts building the wall and going along pretty good and and then they get about halfway and I call this the halfway hump there you, know, you go you know and and so <laughs> so what you have what you have is you have opposition from without right now we got weary workers within and we got opposition from within so that's a mess that is a mess <laughs> I mean that's that that is a mess and um, and then when you think about his response when we say he just went to the Lord in prayer. He, mm. he went to the Lord in prayer. You know, we say that, and it's almost like a tongue-in-cheek thing. Okay, yes. it's, you know. But no, to go to the Lord in prayer when you're facing opposition, it's not a tongue-in-cheek. It's not a, you know, Lord, lay me down to sleep, bless my soul to keep, and all that uh, all that shallow stuff. <laughs> right. No, no, we are. We're letting God, really, when we're praying, we're not. We're letting God speak to us. We're, we're letting him remind us of the— this is my vision. I told you there would be opposition. Right on. And, uh, you know, you, you got some things done, but you got some more things to do. What I love about the story of Nehemiah is that you're, you're talking about that halfway hump. We've got this opposition from outside. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're so quick to say those guys are after their own their own things. They mm-hmm. they're, they're, they want their own way. Right. Right. And that was what the opposition was. And this is what we do all the time is we say, mm-hmm. Those guys are trying to get their way. Mm-hmm. We forget to look back at us <laughs> yeah. once again. Yeah. Now, Nehemiah yeah. wasn't in the wrong, but we yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. act as spiritual as Nehemiah <laughs> yes, all the time. That is true. Yeah. And the piece of it that we're illustrating here is Nehemiah was able to overcome, not because he threw up a prayer, mm-hmm. but he truly did what James said, and he yeah. drew yeah. into God, right? Yes. And he resisted the devil mm-hmm. and the devil, right? And so God showed up, answered Nehemiah's prayer, and reconfirmed. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yeah. the cool thing about this is God reconfirmed, yes, I've called you to this. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've given you this vision, and yes, I want you to complete this one. Mm-hmm. But so, sometimes we see that opposition mm-hmm. and we start doubting. Right. And sure. even he went oh. through those periods of doubting. And so that's the that's the thing is is that mm-hmm. we need to remember what God showed us in the beginning. Yep. It was a blessing that yep. he got the confirmation. We don't always get that. that right. Sure. Well, what was the guy said? And I may not remember his exact quote, but don't let's not give up in the dark what we saw in the light. Exactly. That's, I don't, that's, that's not there's somebody else's quote. I, I, it's not mine. But, I've heard it too. Yeah. But and and so. That's what happens to us, Angie. 
when we hit the halfway hump and, and, and things get dark, man, that vision that was once so bright, we start wondering, did I miss it back there? Mm-hmm. That's right. Isn't that interesting? Did I miss it back there? Lord, where did I go wrong? Amen. Lord, now you didn't go wrong nowhere. Uh, you know, this is opposition yes. and you need to expect this. And That's this is true. where we get into verse seven of our scripture. <laughs> Submit to God. Sub- yes. Yeah. And that is the key. Submit to God. Yes. Yeah. Draw out of God and he'll draw out of you. Yeah, right on. That's good. And so, Gary, take us through kind of the rest of the story with Nehemiah then. Now, he persevered. He had to begin to persevere, Mm -hmm. right, in the midst of this opposition. Yeah. So he had to submit himself to God. Mm -hmm. He had to resist the opposition. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord took him through the rest of it. If you want to evaluate your ability to lead, Mm. if you want to evaluate your ability uh, and who you are as a leader, if you want to evaluate that, just reflect on how well you lead when you're out front seemingly by yourself. Oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> yeah. um, because Nehemiah initially was kind of out front but seemingly by himself. You know, we sometimes think we're great leaders because we have a great vision. Well, that's good. That is. I mean, right. that, But you're a great leader when you can lead against mm. opposition, when you respond to it, and when you can lead through it. And so Nehemiah led through the opposition, weary workers within, Sanballat, Tobiah, all these <laughs> yahoos without. And he, and he led, he finished the wall, he built the wall. Here's something that I get from Nehemiah's story is sometimes you just got to take some drastic measures. Ooh. And one of those drastic measures is he armed part of his crew. That's it. I mean, he really did arm part of his crew. Now, I'm not suggesting by no means that any of us take up arms against uh, our opposition. I'm not suggesting that. Let's be very clear. But I am saying that we may not take up arms, but we better be sure we have on the armor. That's it. You know, and so I I think that sometimes is why we don't lead. And I would tell you, watch how people responded to this, to this drastic measures that he took. Right. And they were on board. They, They were on board. I love the spiritual picture of that because mm-hmm. we do want to arm those we're leading yeah. spiritually for sure, Sure, right? Putting on the whole armor of God. Yeah. Yeah. We want to arm them. And I think that's a beautiful picture. Now, he physically did it, yeah, right? Which he needed to because the opposition <laughs> yeah. was physical, <laughs> right? or at least the threat of it was. But sure. spiritually, I think that is valid to what we go through today. And it helps remind us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, Absolutely. but it's a spiritual yep. battle. It- It's good stuff, Mark. So the key is here, I'm thinking, Pastor Gary, Nehemiah did not just rely on his own vision. Mm -hmm. He got the vision from the Lord. Mm -hmm. He went back to it. He revisited. God got him over the hump again, Mm -hmm. right? Right. He began walking it out again steadfastly, Mm -hmm. started equipping his leaders, Mm -hmm. giving them more tools to succeed, right? In this case, it was Mm -hmm. physical uh, protection. But then... He continued to walk out that vision. Now, I guarantee you, Pastor Gary, he had to walk that out by faith. Mm-hmm. Sure. There was a faith component to it because, yeah. again, God gave him a vision, mm-hmm. but you got to have the boldness to walk that out. Well, I think there's a faith component to anything that we do for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we, we know that without faith, it's impossible to, to, to please him. Over the years, you learn that and I say sometimes to some of our younger guys, just remember the the message's potential doesn't lie within how well you think you did Ooh. or or how anointed you feel like you was, you know. And and so I can, you know, I encourage our well, 
the power of vision or or the freshness of vision mm. yes you feel it in the launch you know in its yeah. initial casting of it but uh, i've learned that the vision is just as real at the hump or it's just as real six months into it it's just as real when everybody is kind of uh well i won't say everybody but a lot of people are backing away from it sure and uh, and of course one of the things and this is a line from someone else as well but vision it always leaks mm. it just vision always leaks and again this i think is a, a good test of uh of leadership is is when it's leaked yeah and it's and it and it and, it, and it's it leaks in you okay boy if it leaks out <laughs> you're in trouble as a leader right. but it leaks in you and you have to restore your passion for it and 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 again i, I mean I, we keep going back to this but if someone were to ask me, what's the most significant thing that is going on in your journey of faith right now? I would say, hands down, no questions asked immediately is, is my personal worship. Mm. It's just sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. I am just learning so much about him by just looking in his book, taking the time, spending the time. And so, and, and I think that that's where vision is rekindled. I so agree, Pastor Gary. I'm thinking about the leaking piece, mm-hmm. and I think about the whole entire wall, right, mm-hmm. that they were rebuilding, the whole entire wall. There were probably different parts of the wall that were at different levels of mm-hmm. completion. Right. And so you could look at it like that, where Nehemiah might have said, in this quadrant or this section, it's leaking, right? <laughs> yeah. Or it's a little weaker or something like that. And so he had to have the vision to keep it all rolling. And even though parts of it was, quote unquote, leaking mm-hmm. or not coming along as fast, he had to keep persevering. He had to keep pressing on. So when opposition comes to us, right, mm-hmm. it's that perseverance knowing that God called us to it initially. Yeah. Number one, he called us Absolutely. to us. And then number two, he will empower us. Again, I'm reminded of Ephesians 6, right? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his, his might. might. <laughs> and so if we stay connected to that, how That's do we it. stay connected to it? Mm-hmm. By sitting at his feet. Now, isn't that a paradigm that is so hard to fathom? Mm. Like you want to get strong in the Lord, sit at his feet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make human yeah, sense that, but it fills us with him yep. right and then he responds <laughs> to yeah, those people right. instead of us yeah. and and then i always pray that people will hear and see him before Amen. they hear and see me yeah. <laughs> and then i realized he's in me so i'm i'm, mm-hmm. I'm working through that <laughs> and it reminds me of an old song it says the victory is ours when the battle is the lord's mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm reminded of that because, yep. see, that's what this perspective is. Like, mm-hmm. this opposition is coming. So it's funny because in James 4 here that we just read, verse 2, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. And it says, you fight and war. Mm. That word war means battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you fight and battle. Well, the battle can be won if the victory is the Lord's if you give that battle to the Mm -hmm. Lord and allow him to win. Okay. So I know you guys are into this great Nehemiah conversation, but I'm going (laughs) to rein you back in and I'm going to say, let's do this some more practical application because I I love the story of Nehemiah and I'm like, yeah, this is, this Mm -hmm. has got some really great things about leadership that Mm -hmm. you can learn and definitely about how to continue in the midst of opposition. Mm -hmm. But I'm still staring at this person who is opposing me and I need to know what to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into some practical stuff. Okay, the thing we have to remember, first and mm-hmm. foremost, is that person that's standing in front of us is simply being 
used he's, or he's, lied to, mm-hmm. correct? He's, he's, he is a pawn of the enemy. Yes. He is a, and it's yeah. not, we're not saying they're possessed. Oh, no, no, no. Just hey, let me tell you. I can I can tell you. Let me just confess here. Looking back at the time, I didn't realize it, but looking back, there's been times that that I have allowed the enemy to discourage someone, and I didn't realize I was doing it. I yeah. just I really didn't because you believe a I, lie that he's telling you. I was deception. Or like yes. they say, you partner with something that he's saying, and you agree with <laughs> yep. it. And when you as soon as you agree with something that's of the enemy, then then yep. you're down that rabbit trail. There you go. And yep. and and back to the scripture. I mean, it does say that we are doing it because. There's something inside of us that wants our way. So let's tackle that. Let's tackle the fact that there's something inside of us that is trying to be right. How do mm-hmm. we get past that one? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. let's just say, Angie, for the sake of example, <laughs> let's just say that in our hearts, whether we admit it or not, mm-hmm. we've made them our enemy. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, you know, someone opposes us. And so in our hearts, mm-hmm. we're hurt. Yep. And we have this shade of darkness that says, well, they're my enemy because mm-hmm. they're opposing me. And you know what? I'm trying to follow the will of God. I'm mm-hmm. trying to seek out and follow the Lord's calling and his vision. Well, and more so, I believe I'm right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. well, that's what we obviously do. And so I want to explore that for a minute through the scripture here in, in Matthew chapter 5. And it says, verse 43, you have heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Mm-hmm. But Jesus says, but I say to you, love your enemies and bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Mm. So even if, Pastor Gary, Mm -hmm. we feel that, because that's what we're talking about, practical Mm -hmm. application is feelings, but but how do I feel? Right, That's what we do, we whine. Mm -hmm. And practical application, okay, well then let's just call him an enemy then, Mm -hmm. right? An enemy of, like, you're opposing me in the work of the Lord, Mm -hmm. for example. And Jesus is saying, well, if that's the case, here's what I'm telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Love your enemies bless them, and pray for them. Mm. And I'm going to tell you something. It's awful hard to stay in that shade of darkness place when you're praying. It's hey, absolutely true. It's very, for them. very, it's nearly impossible. It is. You, you may not make them your fishing buddies, as I say, but I will tell you this, <laughs> that anger, that bitterness, that, that yeah. ugly, dark stuff that you feel toward them as you're praying, it kind of has a way of... Um, that, escaping us. And, and that's where you're mm-hmm. fighting against, you know, the yeah. principalities. As soon as you start doing something of God, it's, yep. yeah. it's fighting against those spiritual darkness. So going back to a few years ago, as I was sharing this story with, with you all uh, about opposition, I, I did feel like, you know, there was, there was some anger. There was, there was some stuff in there that was just not like Christ. And I, and he was reminding me of that and, and helping me to walk through that. And, and I was praying, mm-hmm. I was praying for, um, the, the 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 person that was the kind of the ring leader shall we say of uh, leading the leading the charge that was against the church and right. and and the current leadership and myself and and uh, so uh, I call him up and I say hey let's have lunch mm. I can tell you that was a very nervous day I bet it was a, it was a very nervous day we 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 met for lunch. I won't say it went great, you know. We, I, I'm not going to tell you we hugged because we, <laughs> we didn't. Uh, I'm not going to tell you that, you know, we 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 buried the hatchet and and. Uh, but I will tell you this: um, 
ever how that was received on that end, you know, but I do know on my end, there was a release. There was, there was a, shall I say, just kind of a breakthrough for me. So I think somewhere in that responding to that opposition, if it is possible, uh, I think there needs to be a conversation. I do. I think it, I think it brings a really, and even in that text, I think Mark, that you're reading there, uh, if, if you realize that your brother has a ought against you, right. you go to him. Exactly. So, you know, it's not, and, and there's a reason for that. And, and, uh, and again, I know there's there's certain situations that that uh, that may not be able to happen. Maybe you will have to take someone else with you. Again, dynamic dynamics of it. But there was two men, adult men in my case, and we could go one on one and have that conversation. So. Amen. And you handled it scripturally. So. In other words, you humbled yourself. You did, because that has to happen. It does. That's what James is saying. Well, you got to humble yourself, because if God resists the proud, the only way to overcome that is by humbling yourself, submitting yourself to God. Mm -hmm. That's how you submit to God, is by humbling yourself, right? And then resist the devil in that. Like, I don't care Mm -hmm. what you do to me or say to me, because I belong to God. I'm submitted to Mm -hmm. him. And so whatever happens... So again, back to, okay, how do I respond to this? Uh, I, I would say, listen to the voice of God and ignore all of those other voices Amen. in your head. Because when, when you're thinking about having this conversation, even a phone conversation maybe, but, and I don't recommend that, but I mean, sometimes the circumstance may dictate that. But when you're thinking about having this conversation, is there not a thousand, <laughs> is there not a thousand possible scenarios that come into your head that are all that are all downhill all negative all bad yes they are and the devil is the feeder of all (laughs) of them isn't he yeah he's been at this a while yeah he's good this has been a very good conversation but we do have to wrap it up Mm -hmm. so pastor gary thank you so much for coming out thanks for inviting me yeah thank you for inviting me absolutely this is mark bird and you've been listening to time to revive Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. We're community-supported Shine FM.